Glorious is the King. Glorious is the King. Every mind on the Lord right now, just for a moment, will you do that? Just put your mind on Him. God, we praise you. We adore you. We bless you. We love you, Father. We love you, Father. We love you. We love you, Lord. We love you. We honor you today, God. We honor you. Let your hand be upon us, oh God. Let your strength be upon us today, Lord. We seek your face in this place. Holy Ghost, move amongst us. Sweet Spirit of the Lord, release your presence upon us, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Continue just for a moment. We got to make this connection before we continue. Oh, God, we love you. We praise you. We adore you. Only you, God. Bring our minds in, Lord. There's a scatteredness here today. Bring our minds into what matters. Let us focus upon you, Father, upon this service. You've come to do something, God. You've come to, you've come to do something that's going to make a difference here today. Come to speak to us, Lord. Come to speak to our hearts. You come to minister to us, God. The adversary. The adversary wants to fight it. Mm. Jesus, we love you. We praise you. We adore you. We, we submit ourselves to you, God. Our minds, our hearts. We submit ourselves unto you, God. Every one of us, Lord, we bring our hearts into this service, our minds. We bring our spirits into this service, God, unto you, Lord. We submit unto you what it is that you've come to do. We yield to you, Father. We yield to you. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet if you will, if you can. Let's, let's unify. Let's unify. Reach for him. Reach for him. I need every man, every woman, every child, every son, every daughter. We need to be calling on God, no matter what your age, young, middle age, old. We need to be calling on God right now. Come on, give me my five-year-olds, my six-year-olds. Call on God. Lift those little hands in loving. Come on, youth, I need you. Come on, we need you in this service. Call on God. Come on, parents, moms and dads, come on single young men and women we need you right now elders we need you everybody calling on God everybody talking to the Lord everybody submitting unto him father in your mighty name 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 come on that's it that's it that's it that's it that's it come on call on him call on him Call on Him. Call on Him. It's just our voices. Our voices unto the Lord. Our voices unto God. Your power, your anointing, Jesus. Your power and anointing. We got to have you. Lord, visit us. We are your people. We are your people. Called by your name. Loose your glory. Loose your glory in our midst. Oh, Father, thy divine will, 
your divine purpose amongst us. That's all that matters to us, God. We need healing in our minds, healing in our spirits, healing in our marriages, healing in our children, healing in our life, oh God, healing in our finances, Lord, healing in our emotions, healing God. Oh, sweet Holy Ghost, sweet Holy Ghost, sweet Holy Ghost, sweet power of the Lord. We got to have you. We need that deliverance, that delivering power to set us free, that Holy Ghost power. We need instruction. We need direction. We're the church. Oh, yes. We need you to speak to us, Lord. Bring blessings into our life, blessings upon our family, blessings upon this church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Oh, Holy Ghost. Oh, sweet Spirit of the Lord. Sweet Spirit of the Lord. Sweet Spirit of the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just a moment longer. Just break through. You need a touch in the day. I can feel it. Just push through a little bit. Push through a little bit. You can do it. Don't let it be a fleshly prayer. Let the Spirit get a hold of you. Push through just saying words. Make that connection. Make that connection where you know you've connected to God. You've connected in the Spirit. You're not just saying words. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. We call on you. Hear us, God. Hear us. Hear us, Lord. Hear us. We love you. We love you. We love you. Come on. He's making us one. He's unifying us right now. That's what he's doing. We're becoming one. He's bringing us together. We're becoming a body, a family. Oh, Jesus. Your name is to be praised. Your name is to be praised. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Woo! God, we praise you. We adore you. Loose your power. Let the angelic host of heaven dance about us. Let their wings be open. Let the glory of God move in our midst. Bind everything not like you, God. Every spirit that would hinder. Woo! The glory of the Lord. The power of the Lord. We stand before you in praise today. We stand before you in worship today. Thou are glorious, you are glorious, you are glorious, you are glorious, you are glorious. 
Hallelujah! Hallelujah! We love and bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just a moment longer, every mind on God, every mind on the Lord, I love you, Lord, I love you, Lord. Some of you, some of you have been struggling this week, you ought to be touching God right now. You shouldn't be looking around, you shouldn't be checking your phone, checking your media, you ought to be touching God, you're going to need this. You're going to need this touch this week coming. You're going to need this. I'm telling you. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost. You need to reach out and touch God. You need to let Him strengthen you right now. You're going to face something this week. You're going to wish you didn't worry about that little email that doesn't matter, that text that don't matter right now. Come on. Come on. Your mighty name, Lord. In your mighty name, Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. I worship you, I worship you, I worship you. Wonderful is the Lord. Wonderful is the Lord, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Listen, I know it's a little odd to do this right now, but I want you to go to two or three people and just tell them you love them in Jesus. I want us to support one another. Come on, find two or three people around and just tell them I love you. I love you in Jesus. Tell them I'm here for you. I'm your brother. I'm your sister. I'm here for you. We love you, Cliff. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're wonderful, Lord. You're wonderful, Lord. You're wonderful. You're wonderful. You're wonderful. You're wonderful. You're wonderful. We love and praise you. 
We adore you, Jesus. We adore you. We adore you, sweet Lord of the heavens. We adore you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You can be seated. There's a precious spirit of the Lord here today. Bible says, while they were sitting, the Holy Ghost fell upon them. <laughs> Jesus. We position ourselves for you, O oh Lord. We position ourselves for you. We position ourselves for you, God. Hallelujah. Come on, just a moment longer. This is corporate prayer. This is different than you praying at home, different than you praying in your closet. We pray together like this. The whole body receives strength. Somebody that maybe can't break through, they'll be able to break through in something like this because there's others of us around driving back the force of the adversary, pushing back lying spirits, pushing back lying voices, shoving back the offense of the, of the adversary. Somebody that was unable to touch God this week because they were oppressed, depressed. They couldn't touch God. They can touch Him now. They can touch Him right now. Corporate prayer, the power of corporate prayer. We've come together, one voice, one mind, one spirit calling on God. There's a power in this place. There's a glory in our midst right now. You ought to be praying. If you haven't been able to touch God recently, you ought to be praying. If you haven't spoken in tongues in a while, you ought to reach your hands up into the air right now and touch God. His spirit will flow through you. That's what's in this place. That's what's here. That's what's among us. His power, His spirit, His glory, His anointing. Ah, yes, He'll break the yoke of sin. Crush the power of the adversary. Yes, He will. This kind of prayer will push back the power of your flesh. It'll enable your spirit to break through carnality, break through the control of your flesh that's been working against you. Now your spirit can reach out to God. Now your voice can open. Now you can say the name of Jesus. Now you can call on Him. Now you can reach Him. Now, oh yes, yes you can. Now you can break through. Right now, right now. Now's when you can be delivered. Now when, when you can receive victory over that area in your life. Now is when you can push out envy, strife, anger, and hatred. Now is when you can push out lust. Now is when you can push these things out. While the power of God is moving. While the glory of God is upon us. While the anointing of the Lord rests upon us. <laughs> everybody talking to him. Everybody calling on him. Everybody, everybody. You say, well, I don't have a special need. Then pray for somebody else. Join prayer that somebody else might be blessed.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for visiting. Thank you for touching. Let healing sweep across this congregation, God. Let healing to the mind come. Take out fear. Take out anxiety. Oh, God, be healed of your anxiety attacks. Be healed of that fear. We cast out fear right now. In the name of Jesus, feel the love of God. Feel the hand of God. No need for fear. He loves you. He's with you, watching over you, protecting you. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Let's clap our hands to the Lord and give Him praise. Amen. When the Lord moves like that, you need to take advantage of that. Don't just sit there and do nothing. You've got prayer warriors that break through the barrier. Prayer warriors that crush the adversary. Prayer warriors that penetrate confusion. Penetrate the hand of the adversary that comes against the church when we try to come together. Maybe you can't touch God like you normally would on a normal day, but you can do it right now if you just give it the opportunity. You just take advantage of what God is doing. Jesus. 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 All right, God wants to do this one more time, one more time, one more time. I don't know who you are. He's given you one more opportunity. Don't let it pass by. It's called a visitation. Yes, he is. He's visiting you. You can feel him. You can feel his touch. You can feel his touch. Reach for him, Cliff. Come on. Call out to him, Cliff. God's here for you, son. Come on. You're here. You know who you are. He's reaching one more time. He's lifting the level again. He's moving like a wave across this congregation one more time. Oh, he's giving you that opportunity. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Come on, reach, 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 reach. You got to open up your mouth. You got to open up your mouth. You got to call on him. You can't sit there quiet. You got to say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, come to me. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, you got to push through that flesh. You got to reach out. You got to touch him. You know you need him. You know you need him. Come on, young person. You've been battling. You've been battling. You've been struggling over some things. You've been struggling over a dress code. You've been struggling over things in your heart. You've been struggling over lust. You've been struggling over desires. Now's your moment. If you could just get into his presence, he'll help you with all of that. If you can get into his presence, he'll help you. Oh, yes, he will. You'll feel his love. You'll feel his purity.
Come on, church, come on. Reach over, put your hand on your neighbor's shoulder. We, you never know what they might be needing. God, one more time, I pray. Father, reach and touch, touch my brother, touch my sister today, Lord. Minister to them, I pray, Father. Lord, give strength, God. You know their needs. You know their battles. You know their struggles. Oh, sweet Holy Ghost, move upon them. Sweet Holy Ghost, touch them with your power. Touch them with your anointing. Show yourself strong, oh God. Show yourself strong. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. How we love thy name, Lord. How we love thy name. How we love thy name. We love thy name, oh God. Love and praise you. We bless you. We adore you. We magnify you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Allard, mighty Lord. Hell and mighty Lord. Hell and mighty Lord. Hell and mighty Lord. Hell and mighty Lord. Hallelujah. Alokotaya sandolaralamohosiki kubokotaya. Oh, let's pray for a little longer. The Lord is about to fill this sister with the Holy Ghost. Come on, pray a little bit longer. Give me a couple of men with Cliff. Got a couple there, maybe a couple more. Just, just stay with me a little longer, church. Come on, come on. I got some things to say today. I know the Lord wants to speak to us, but let's let him do this. Let's let him work. Let's let him work. Stay connected. Stay connected. There shouldn't be anyone looking around. Everybody ought to have your mind on God right now. We need your help. Come on, don't be distracted. Don't be distracted. You're able to look around in a situation like this in order to let you know how detached from God you are. How detached from the Spirit you are. You ought to be focused on this. This ought to get a hold of your heart. You ought to feel what's going on here. And you ought to receive a burden and a passion. And a desire to pray. And a desire to intercede. A desire to reach out to God. 
a desire to connect what's going on. Your lover has walked into the building. The lover of your soul is here. You cannot arbitrarily treat him. He, he cannot just be somebody else in the room. He's got to be the one that gets all your attention right now. He's got to be the one. He deserves everything. He deserves your full heart, your full soul, all of your mind, all of your thinking. Father, you're here. Lord, you're here. You're the lover of my soul. I cry out to you. I intercede. God, I join in to what you're doing. I get into the flow of the Spirit. I'm in this thing, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Your voice matters. Your prayer matters. Your spirit matters. Everybody's got to be on board to move the thing that God's trying to move. We got to do it together. It can't just be one. It's got to be all of us. Jesus, we love you. We praise you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Jesus. Mm. Lord has come to speak to us. The Lord is in our midst. To our guests, pray in your own way. But pray, even to our guests, call on his name. Tell him you love him. Touch this. Father, we praise you. We love you. We desire you, Lord. We desire you. We desire you. We desire you. Amen. Like David said, I desire you more than water. I desire you more than bread. I desire you more than things. I desire you, Lord. Desire you more than anything. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I don't want to miss him today. I don't want to get ahead of God. Mm. I pray. Jesus. Man. Amen. Amen. Okay. Everyone say, Lord, have your way. Amen. All right, give pastor your attention. The Lord visited three times. Three times. Father, everybody right now, Father, bless my sister right now in the name of Jesus. Touch with your power, her heart, her spirit, her soul, strength, God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Sister Bishop, did 
We received the Holy Ghost over here. You're do oh, you're doing great, sweetie. You're doing awesome. You keep doing what you're doing. God loves you. It's going to happen. You'll see. Amen. Okay. Give your attention to pastor. So we're going to, I'm going to talk to you today about a few things. And um, is, is Facebook going right now? Okay. All right. Good. Didn't want it. I don't want it going right now. Um, so to our guests, I uh, want you to know, Pastor doesn't do this often, but every once in a while, Daddy has to talk to his kids. And so uh, Daddy going to talk to his kids today for just, uh, just a few minutes or an hour, however long it takes. And then we'll um, flow into some scripture here if, uh, if the Lord uh, sees fit. The first thing I do want to just mention to us before we go on, because this is so important. Everybody say fasting. So tomorrow is Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, the first Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday of the month. And so what does the church do on the first Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday of the month? We fast. Okay. Now, coming up this coming Friday is our annual youth event called Rock. Let's give the Lord praise for that. Young people, can I hear a shout out? And so on Friday night, right here in this building, there'll be anywhere from 600 to 1,000 kids, teenagers. A few years ago, we, right here in the event in this church, we had one of the most miraculous things take place. Was it Josh Heron preached? Josh Heron ministered that particular rock about three or four years ago. And for we had 124 young people receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for their first time. And there has never been an event in the state of Florida where 124 people got the Holy Ghost in one altar call. One more time, give the Lord praise. Now, rock isn't just about that. It's about why we call it rock, R-O-K. It's an acronym for reaching our kids. So really, it is about uh, the church youth and giving them a shot in the arm uh, and strengthening them through some uh, incredible, powerful preaching. Now, this year, Aaron Batchelor who, if you've never heard him, you will be thrilled to do so. But Aaron Batchelor will be ministering at Rock. He will also be ministering, so this is really important, and say, Pastor. Well, that was about eight of you. Pastor, I will do my best to be in service. See, it got weak right there. To be in service on Wednesday night. So all of you that get off of work tired on Wednesday and justify that for not coming to hear the word of God. Everybody else that's here on Wednesday, they got off of work tired too. But they made the extra effort to be here. Now that's daddy spanking his kids. Wednesday night. It's probably the most powerful service 
that this church can have because pastor does hard teaching on Wednesday nights. That's where we grow as a church. Sunday mornings, normally, pastor is evangelistic, except for the last maybe few weeks we've been a little, a little hard on teaching. But this coming Wednesday night, Aaron Batchelor is going to be ministering. We're going to start Wednesday night. Now listen to me. Everybody say revival. So even though he's coming for rock, he is going to preach for us Wednesday night and Sunday. So everybody say revival. Now hold on. I'm about to tell you something because I need you to get in gear. I need you to get in gear. Everybody say get in gear. Look at your neighbor and say get in gear. Tell him, get out of neutral. All right. The following Sunday is Father's Day. Say Father's Day. Josh Heron, who preached, and 124 young people got the Holy Ghost. The same young man, you remember a few years ago, he preached Mother's Day. And we had 28 mothers baptized in Jesus' name on that one day. So everybody say revival. Aaron Batchelor, Wednesday and Sunday. The following Sunday, Josh Heron is going to preach for Father's Day. Let's get our dads here. All, all you kids, dad's not in church, beg them, plead them, buy them something. Do whatever it takes. Get dad here. Oh, let's just, let's, it's special. It's Father's Day. You can say, hey, it's Father's Day. Come, let's do our best to get dads here. Can I hear an amen? amen. And we're believing God to move mightily upon that. And then the following week, so that Wednesday, pastor will be speaking. But the following Sunday, Luke Levine, one of the most powerful evangelists in the UPC, is going to be with us on Sunday and Wednesday. So for three weeks nonstop, we are going to be in revival. There's going to be an evangelist in this pulpit who's going to be preaching salvation. And listen, it is the call of the evangelist, right? The fivefold ministry. Pastor believes in the five-fold ministry. I'm a pastor, can teach every once in a while, but God says there's apostles and prophets and there's teachers and there's pastors and there's evangelists. And when the, that's the reason why pastor can preach the same message for five weeks. An evangelist come, preaches the same message, and 50 people pray through to the Holy Ghost. And you go, like, where were you the five weeks I was preaching it? It's his calling. It's the gifting. It's the calling of God. He's an evangelist. He's a reaper, right? He comes in and reaps. And so for the next three weeks, we are going to be reaping in the power. You need to be inviting your neighbors, your friends, your dad on Father Day. You need to be inviting your spouse. Invite everyone that you can. Put your hands together. I want a little response. I want to know you. Are you with pastor? Are you with me? we got to get excited about this. 
Now, this is how you get on board. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, this is what we're going to be fasting about. I mean, we're going to be praying, talking to God, uh, skipping meals, fasting, praying, reading the word, talking to God. And uh, on our prayer line at 6 in the morning, 6.30 in the morning, at noon, and our prayer line at 9.30 at night, we're going to be praying about rock. We're going to then, after rock is over, we're going to be praying about revival, moves of God. You get up in the morning on Sunday, pray. You get up, pray. Reach out. Tell your neighbor, pray. We need to cover this with prayer and, and, and let God use you. Invite your coworkers and all of these things. And so we're going to have uh, some flyers print up. And listen, we've got our invite cards. They're out there. So when you head out, you can see the usher get five or ten uh, invite cards and, and begin to invite people uh, to the house of the Lord. we got 10,000 of them out there. So just get you some cards and, uh, and invite people. Okay? So let's do this. I'm excited about it. You need to be excited about it. It's going to be great revival right here for the next three weeks. Let's see people receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and be filled. But you have to be faithful, though. You need to be here. Amen. And everybody look at your neighbor and say, and give a little extra. They didn't hear you. They didn't hear. I can tell they didn't hear you. So look at your neighbor. I'm going to look at mine. Brother Sapp, you're my neighbor. And tell him, give extra. All right. Help us bless them and support them. And I know you do with the seed uh, offering And let me explain that again for some of you that may not know. You may be new in the last few months. Ministers preaching up here, especially a guest, but pastor gets a little every once in a while. But when the guest is here and, you, and he's blessed you and he's touched you in a certain way and you give to that, whatever goes in there, it goes to the minister that's preaching. I don't collect that, put it off to the side somewhere and say, okay, I'm going to give him 100 out of this. No. If there's 300 in there, he gets it. There's a thousand, he gets it because that's being given to him by you. And that's above what we're going to. It enables pastor to bless the man of God and his family uh, when they come through because that's their only livelihood. They're not pastor, pastor, pastors, right? So evangelist, that's it. That's all. That's their only uh, livelihood. So we want to be a blessing to them. Okay, now. All right, I got to talk to you about something. And um, you have to hear me. We have to fix this. So tell your neighbor, we have to fix this. Tell them, you have to fix this. All right. Now, when we first started our sanctuary offering, pastor told you, do not give more to the sanctuary offering than what you believe you can afford. Did I not tell you that? I said, if all you can give a dollar, then you put a dollar on that pledge sheet. If you feel that separated from what you're already given, offering, tithe, missions, all the, separated from all of that, I'm going to increase my giving for sanctuary offering, and, you know, this is what I can do. Because I said to you, if you rob Peter to pay Paul, you're not doing any good. And to the Spite family, I'm so sorry you have to bear this because it's going to get worse. 
If you rob Peter, it's like taking a credit card and making a credit card charge to pay another credit card. Have you fixed anything? You just moved debt, but the debt's still there, right? Now, here's what's happening. The building fund's going up, and I'm excited about it. We were at 289 prior to today. You've been holding steady. You're doing great. 10 to 11,000 every month. I'm proud of you. We're doing fantastic. Building fund. So we'll be right at 300,000 by the end of this month by your faithfulness and your giving. But here's what happened building funds going up 10 grand a month, and the general account has disappeared. Now, here's the danger with that. Here's what the general count covers. The general count covers, everybody say, auditorium rental. Say, $8,000. Every month. That's what it costs to be here. And oh, by the way, you're talking about wanting a building. It's going to cost you more than eight grand a month to have a building. All right. The general count covers van insurance. Everybody say a thousand. It covers the printer costs. Everybody say $800. These are real numbers, by the way. And it covers other, other dillies. So, uh, you know, office and things like that. And so somewhere between ten dollars and $12,000 a month is absolute in the general fund. And this is, this is what happened. So over the months, because the general fund, can pastor be straight with you? Can I be straight with you? Come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm the one up here saying all the hard things. I'm the one that took 15 anxiety pills before, not really, but felt like I wanted to. I certainly stayed up all night because pastor hates this. There's, you can ask my family, anyone that knows me, there is nothing on the planet I despise more than talking about money. I hate it with a passion. And my main reason for that is because of what the religious world has done to money when it comes to church and saints and things like that. They have corrupted it and they have put out a horrible name. But the Lord Jesus Christ certainly taught on it. All right. So what happened is at first you, it was great. Building fund money came in. Everything else stayed the same. Tithing, general offering, missions, all the other areas stayed the same. But as the months went by, you have stopped giving to those other areas. And you're only giving to the building fund. And so the building, and I don't mean 100%. I'm talking about just a cutback. So the building fund's growing, but everything else is dying. So the only thing left that's still kind of consistent is tithing. And I appreciate that because I love to eat. But pastor don't take all the tithe. I take a small percentage of the tithe. The rest of the tithe goes to salaries uh, for the offices. It goes to 
the benefits that are given there, and many other areas. So this is what has had to happen over the last few months. When the school, when the money to pay the school note wasn't there, pastor had to reach into the administrative account and pay it. We're at right now, the administrative account is paid somewhere between 70 and $80,000 to cover the school note so we can stay here. The only way the administrative account could do that, and which, by the way, it can't even handle that. And so now what's happening is the building funds going up and everything else is going down. So I had to start laying people off. Brother Sapp is no longer a paid employee of this church. He works a full-time job now. And that was absolutely the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life. But if I don't do something, we're going to wake up one morning and nobody's going to have any money. And pastor's not even going to be able to support this thing. And so, do y'all still love me? I'm just checking. Okay, okay. I need, I need some affirmation as I continue. I'm not done yet. And so, Pastor makes a commitment. Church makes a commitment in missions. I'm not going to let that mission bill not be paid. I made a commitment. So if the money's not in the missions account to cover it, pastor's going to cover it with the administrative account. So wherever the weakness comes, administrative covers. The problem with that, if the administrative is taking care of everything else, then it can't, it doesn't have any monies for the ministry. And the things that it used to do for the ministry. And so it has to cut back in these areas because the money's just not there. Now, I'm coming to you before the critical tipping. I'm coming to you before that. And so what has to happen is that whether you even back off on your building fund pledge, if that's what you have to do, I don't know. You have to work that out with God. But you have to start giving to the general fund. Because it covers all of the basic expenses of this church. And you have to get back to making your mission pledge. If you made a pledge, you don't want me teaching on that subject. I just taught on that in my daily devotion not too long ago about a vow. Anybody receive that? You even bother reading pastors' daily devotions? They're incredible, by the way. They'll change your life. I spend hours putting those together. Hours. You need to read them. And if you're not getting the email, see my wife. Give her your email. We'll double check it. And so we have to fix this. And I'm not really sure exactly how to do it. However, this will probably work. If everyone in the building that has a job, you have a job, even if you don't, just believe God for it. If every one of us gave, after you're giving, now remember, you cannot rob Peter to, to pay Paul. This has got to be extra. Say extra. 
If everyone gave $3,000 a week, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I just thought I'd make the next number I'm going to say seem really small. $5 a service. Look at your neighbor and say, a bag of chips and a Coke. Maybe, I don't know. I don't go grocery shopping. I don't know if I can get that for $5. I can get, five, I can get two bags of chips, Brother Morgan, and a Coke for $5. You got that down, don't you? <laughs> All right. So we're going to call this auditorium offering. Tell your neighbor, auditorium offering. Now, I'm not going to take another offering or an extra offering on any other day or whatever. We'll probably mention, don't, mention, don't forget your auditorium offering. In the, I don't even, I do, is there a, an offering thing, a, a paper, a, what do you call it? A tithing envelope somewhere? That's old. And it, it, someone get one in my hands. Thank you, Brother Kwashi. Thank you. Why is it empty? <laughs> Love that guy. Okay. So on here we have general offering. There's tithe, general, global missions, building fund. Da, 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 da. All of these are great areas to give. So, um, on other, if it goes in other, we'll know what it is. You can write under their auditorium if you want, or just simply put the, the money in other. But I want, I want everyone to close your eyes. Just close your eyes so no one's looking around. And I'm, I'm going to look, but I'm not going to look at you particularly as a person, but I just want to see in general. If you think you would be able... To during the week put aside five dollars so that when you come on Sunday or even Wednesday, be able to give above your offering, above your tithe, above missions, above everything. It's got to be extra. If you'd be able to give five dollars every service to the auditorium offering, would you raise your hand and just leave it raised for a second? Okay, that's about a that's about, uh, hundred people. So $5 every Sunday uh, extra, and hopefully some of you would maybe even give um, a, a little bit more, would at least increase about $2,000 into the general fund. Now, how much are we short? 10000 Are you hearing me? So if you think your $3 or your $5 or your whatever giving doesn't make a difference, you're wrong. You know, God's economy is perfect. And I'm here to tell you right now, because God never fails. I'm here to tell you that if everyone in this building tithe. And gave offerings. Pastor would not be standing here today. Making these comments. Would not be. Because there would be plenty of money. In the general fund. Plenty. Uh, in the administrative account. To cover the needs. Uh, of extra ministry. And things like that. 
and to cover the needs. We never, you know, when we were starting this building fund thing, I, I don't know who I told it to, but I'm a pastor and my friends are pastors. Pastors hate building funds because this is the end result every single time. That people stop giving in other places and they just give to the building fund. Because it's an exciting thing to see it grow. But it's not exciting to see everything evaporate before your eyes. I cannot express to you. What I was going to say a moment ago is God's economy is perfect. That I did say. That all of us tithe and offering, we would... We would have every need covered. It's here, right here, right now in this building. It's here. It's our heart that has a problem. It's our heart that has a problem. We are not in love with the kingdom of God. And we need to be in love with God's kingdom. We need to be in love with his kingdom. It should always be first on our mind. The little cliche that we say, you will never outgive God, is true. Of course, he doesn't only bless us back monetarily. He blesses us in many ways and in many, in many fashions. I'm sorry that I have to stand before you and say these things. But if we don't fix this, to be honest, I'm not really sure... Um, what the end result will be. Pastor would continue to have to pay the, the cost for this note, which means the administrative account would eventually become zero. So he sells his house, moves in with one of you. And we'll just start having all the events at your house. Bring everybody over to your house four times a week. So we have to fix this. So I am coming to you, asking you to step up. And however or whatever you justified yourself and backing off in these areas, you need to get reconnected. Now, the reason why I hate to do this is I'm horrible at what I'm doing. And I know that. Some guys can get up here and make you feel good about giving your money. I get up here and make you feel horrible about me and everything else before you leave. But I'm going to fix it here in just a second. I'm a good guy. By the way, I want to stop and say something to our officer that's in the back. I want to thank you for your protection last week and for watching over us. We appreciate that. We want you to know we appreciate your services to us. All right, let's stand for the reading of the word. Acts chapter 20, verse 35. I expect owls to run. The main thing is I just wanted to make you aware of what's going on. And that we have to step up and we have to fix this. So everybody say auditorium offering five dollars every service 
Now, the suggested amount was $10, because that's really probably what all of us should about be giving. But if you just get back to doing what you used to do, and God's blessings begin to flow back into your life and all of the areas of how they're supposed to be. You know, this is a vicious cycle. When you stop, negative things begin to happen. And then you think, well, I can't, I can't. It gets worse and worse and worse. At some point in time, you have to make the sacrifice and reverse that process. Because it's the only thing that will do it. All right, now, launching off of this wonderful talk with you, we're going to talk about, I want to talk to you, though, about the blessings that come with giving. So instead of telling you how bad of a person you are about not, I want to tell you what's going to happen when you do. Because it is the word of the Lord. Look at the book of Acts chapter 20, verse 35. It's 1 o'clock. I'm only holding you a few minutes. Acts 20, verse 35. I have showed you all things, how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak. And to remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Look at your neighbor and say, you are more blessed when you give than when you receive. Father, touch your word here today. Minister to our hearts and minds. Help the preacher. I ask it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Everybody say amen. Turn to two or three people and tell them I'm excited about giving. All right, give me a few minutes of your time, okay? We're going to get into the word here. Luke chapter 6, the Sermon on the Mount. What a powerful sermon by the Lord Jesus Christ. In the beginning of that sermon, he begins to talk about uh, the blessings. Everybody say blessings. Look what he says here. He says, blessed, be, blessed is the poor, for yours is the kingdom. Everybody say blessed. Blessed are ye that hunger now, for ye shall be filled. Everyone say blessed. Blessed are they that weep now, for they shall laugh. Say. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you. Behold, your reward is great in heaven. Everybody say. And so the Lord starts out this Sermon on the Mount with the word blessed. 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 Then he mentions, well, a few woes. He says, but woe unto you that are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe unto you that are full, for ye shall hunger. Woe unto you that laugh now, for ye shall mourn and weep. Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you, for so did they their fathers to the false prophets. But Jesus, he ends this part of his teaching with the blessings and the woes, with how we are blessed. We look at uh, when he talks in this same, uh, this same set of scriptures about giving. What does he mean when he says give? Well, he means to give like this. Love your enemy and do good unto them. Bless them that curse you and pray and despitefully use you. He goes on, on to say, bless them who smite thee upon the cheek. He says, bless them that take your coat and give them your cloak. Give unto every man that asketh thee and him that taketh away thy 
goods, ask them not again. Love your enemies. Do good and lend, hoping not again. And your reward shall be great when you shall be the children of the highest, the word of the Lord says. And then he goes on to say, and be ye therefore merciful. And so God talks about blessed are ye when, blessed are ye when, blessed are ye when. But then he launches into me and you giving. Giving what? Giving mercy. Giving love. Giving kindness. Giving support. Giving strength. Whatever it is that God requires of me and you. But I love the way he wraps up this teaching in Luke chapter 6 and verse number 38. After he talks about blessed are ye. After he talks about the woes. After he talks about how we should bless our enemy bless those about us he brings a conclusion to all of this in Luke 6 and 38 give and it shall be given unto you good measure pressed down shaken together running over shall men give unto your bosom for with the same measure that ye meet with all it shall be measured to you again I come to this congregation to address you and to say God can not lie. His word is true. He will uphold it. He will stand behind it. He will fulfill it. All of heaven and earth shall pass away. But not one dot, not one jittle, not one cross of the T, not one dot of the I shall ever pass from the word of God. And the Lord says, if you're willing to forgive, if you're willing to bless, if you're willing to bless the kingdom, he said that it will come back to you, multiplied, measured over, pressed down, squeezed together. Let's clap our hands to the Lord and give God praise. This giving here concerns all areas of our life. The Lord Jesus made it plain that if we want peace, we have to give peace. If we want forgiveness, we have to give forgiveness. If we want friends, we have to show ourselves friendly. Is that the word of God? Then if you want to be blessed financially, you must give of your finances. It's how the Word of God works. Every area that I give, it is in that area that I reciprocate back to me. The Bible says, whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. If you're merciful, God will give you mercy. If you forgive, He said, I'll forgive you. If you bless, I'll bless you. If you tithe, I'll open up the windows of heaven, pour out a blessing upon you that you cannot contain. And so we want to be blessed in these areas. But if we want to be blessed financially, we must be willing to sacrifice in that area. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall they give into thy bosom. 
He says, give and it shall be given. This isn't necessarily a promise of a certain thing or a certain way, but it's how God chooses. But one thing I've learned about God, however he chooses to return the blessing into my life, it's where I needed it. Whether I realized I needed it there or not, God knows what's best for me. He said it's going to come back to you good measured, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. This comes from the marketplace. It was a tradition. It was a tradition back then that when uh, one of the men or women would come into the market and they would buy from a certain marketplace, if that particular individual was a faithful customer to that marketplace, then it was a custom of the market when they would come in and they would buy three grain, three uh, pounds of grain, whatever, that when they would get that three pound bag of grain, then they would fill it up. They would say, wait, sir. And they would take it and they would shake it. Then they would beat it against the counter and they would press it down and they could put in another cup or two. Now, if it was a stranger coming by for the first time, they had just given the three pounds a bag. But those that were faithful, they made sure that they were blessed, pressed down, good measure, shaken together, running over. That's what God God said, I'll do with you if you'll stay faithful, if you'll stay on track. He said, when your back comes, I'm going to shake it. I'm going to beat it. I'm going to press it down. Why? Because I'm going to get more in it. But I got better news than that. When it fills up, I'm going to give you some more. It's going to run over. You'll be able to bless others. You'll be a lender, not a borrower. Tell your neighbor, I want to be a lender, not a borrower. He said, they'll give into your bosom. Now, back then, they didn't have the... They didn't have pockets like we have today. But what they had was in front of their, in front of their body, their midsection, was a large opening, the tunic. It attached itself to the girdle, and uh, it would kind of roll over like this. And that's where they would, they would put things and fill that area up. An example would be when you go to, you read in Ruth chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. Uh, uh, the, uh, the uh, what was his name? Went right out of my head. Omar, is it Omar? What's Ruth, the one that married Ruth. Thank you. One right out of my brain. Uh, Boaz told her, he said, I want you to go. And there he called it a veil. But the original uh, translation of the text uh, was the bosom, the garment that she was wearing. And he said, go and stick extra wheat, extra grain uh, on the inside of that. And so God was using uh, uh, examples and typologies uh, uh, to be able to understand what he was trying to say. He was trying to tell them, when you bless my kingdom, when you do these things he said I'm going to fill your bosom up I'm going to stretch that garment out you're going to have more than you can carry back home I'm going to make sure you're blessed I'm going to make sure my hands upon you I'm going to follow you everywhere you go my angels are going to go with you my spirit's going to abide on you my power's going to rest on you my glory's going to be with 
He cannot lie. He cannot lie. He cannot lie. Come on, sanctuary of the Palm Beaches. Let's put him to the test. He said, try me and see. Try me and see. If I will not pour out, pour out, pour out. Somebody shout, it is more blessed to give. That word blessed there, it means higher privilege. It is a higher privilege to be able to give rather than to receive. The giver is more blessed or happier than the receiver. Why? Because first of all, it's a privilege to be able to give. It means God has blessed me. God has helped me. God has abided with me. God has not forsaken me. God has not let me down. God has taken care of me. And because of that, I stand with the ability to give. It is because we are more blessed to give because it promotes uh, the well-being and the happiness of the one giving. You know that. We've all experienced that. When you're able to help somebody, you're able to bless somebody, you walk away feeling better than they do on what they had to receive. There's something about being the giver that just brings blessings to your life. Clap your hands to the Lord. It's blessing because of the reward. The Bible tells us we'll follow. I'm going to finish up with a few scriptures here. I want you to look at this. I want you to listen to this. I'm so sorry. I, I know I shouldn't apologize. They tell me not to do it later, but I'm so sorry I had to talk to you earlier the way I did. I hope you know I love you and that we just got to fix this. When we look at the blessings in the Bible poured out upon those who are willing to give. Now when I say give, I'm not just talking about money. You understand that, right? I'm talking about giving of love and forgiveness and mercy and kindness and help and all of the things that we need to do. But look what David said in Psalms 41 and 1. He said, blessed is he that considers the poor and the Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him. Look at this. The Lord will keep him alive and he shall be blessed upon the earth and you will not deliver him to the will of his enemies my God what blessings look at verse 3 the Lord will strengthen him on the bed of his languishing God said in other words if you become a giver when you're in time of trouble I will visit you I will not leave you alone I will be there for you Proverbs says, he that has pity on the poor lends to the Lord. Don't you understand that when you're giving and in here, of course, when you give to the church, then the church with the needy account, we are able to help the poor. Sometimes there's there's car rent, uh, not rental, car payment and house rental or whatever. Please don't come to me for all of that stuff. Go, go pray, get a job, let God provide it. But I'm talking about those who, there are those moments and times, you know what I'm saying. But I make statements like that, and they think I know I got 47 phone calls. Where was I? I got carnal. I'm sorry. He that has pity upon the poor. So when you give to the church, 
when you when you give and we're able to give out and bless those help feed uh, the the uh, the homeless every Saturday uh, help with others from time here to there with the monies that are there God said it's like you're lending to me in other words God says when you give it's like you're giving to me and then I'm able to give out unto others and then he goes on to say and that which he has given he will repay him again it's God's way of saying I will never be in debt to you if you bless my kingdom I will repay you I will pay again Woo! That word again there doesn't just mean the same amount. It means the amount plus another full amount of the same. God said, I'll give you a hundred percent interest on whatever you give me. It's the same thing he said to his disciples when they said, God, we've forsaken homes, our family, what's in it for us? The Lord said, no man, no woman who has given to the kingdom he said none he said I will bless them a hundredfold upon this earth and in the world to come I want to tell you we can't lose God is the blesser God keeps records God keeps track you don't have to wave it at him like the Pharisees do you don't have to let the world know you just do it from your heart God sees everything he sees every act of kindness every every word of kindness he sees forgiveness he sees when you give mercy he sees all of these things and he sees when you walk down out of your need and you give that little sanctuary offering or you give now the auditorium offering or you give the missions or you pay your tithes you give the general offering these areas God looks down and God blesses and God repays <laughs> look what God's going to do for us Monday, Wednesday Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday everybody say fasting Look at Isaiah. He said, while you're fast, deal your bread to the hungry. Bring the poor that are cast out to your house when you see the naked, that you cover him. Then they shall, he goes on to say, when you do these things, your light's going to break forth as the morning. Your health is going to spring forth speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your, your rear guard. He'll watch up the back side for you and then God said when you call I'm going to answer I'm going to say yo here I am the Lord said I'm going to guide you I'm going to satisfy you I'm going to make your bones fat I'm going to water your garden I'm going to be a spring of water oh yes I'm going to call you the repair of the breach when you give these blessings are going to come upon you Remember what I said a few Sundays ago. It's time to lift up the head. It's time to say, God, I have done these things. I'm, not, I'm, I'm still doing these things. I'm not bragging, God. But God, I'm holding you to your word. Lord, let the blessings come that I might bless more. God, 
touch my family, my marriage, my children, whoever it may be. Lord, let blessings flow in their life, I pray. Can you say amen? We give of our monies. We give in fasting and prayer. We give of the gifts of the Spirit that God gives us. He said in Matthew 10 and 8, Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. We can't walk in here and be filled up with God's glory and walk out there and keep everything to ourselves. We can't walk in this place and be blessed of God and touched of God and walk out there and never open our mouth, never invite anybody to the house of God. Brother, Brother Morgan, you got, you got exactly 60 seconds. But come up here. I want you to testify about that brother. Hurry up. That brother with that Bible study. Real fast. I'm counting to 59. Praise the Lord. So I was um, desiring a Bible study. You know, I've been busy with work, with my family. And I wanted to win a soul because we've been talking about the gospel being preached all over the world. And I prayed for her. I said, God, I, I need a soul. And God opened up a door for me where I went to this man's house, preached the gospel um, to him for three hours. Not a force feeding, but a, but a receptive, asking questions and answering the questions through scriptures. That night at 10 p.m., me, him, his wife, and his mother-in-law went to the beach, Boynton Beach. And I baptized him in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of his sins. God is faithful and he is wonderful in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody, give God praise. What happened? He gave of his time, gave of his energy, gave of the ability to teach. And God immediately began to reward because it's his word. When you give, I will give back. We give, we give in ministry. Matthew, then shall the king say to them on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. What did he say to them? I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger, you took me in. I was naked, you clothed me. I was sick, you visited me. I was in prison and you came unto me. We know, and then he goes on to say in verse 40, as much as you do it under the least of these you have done it unto me God is trying you and I to somehow understand when you pay your tithe it's not to a man it's to him when you give your offering it's not to a man it's to him when you give to missions it's not to men it's to him he said you're lending to me but I'll take it and I'll spread it out and I'll bless others but as others are blessed I'm going to reward you. You're going to get the credit. You're going to be blessed. I end with this. Paul says we need to have the attitude of giving. He makes it plain. 2 Corinthians 9 and 6. But this I say. He which sows sparingly shall reap also sparingly. Now listen, you have to understand what's being said there. You got to remember God is a God of percentage, not amounts. Do you understand that? A wealthy man can come in and put $100,000. But if he's a billionaire, 
And then the poor comes. It's got $100 to their name. And they put 10 of it in the plate. The Bible tells us it's the poor whom God will give the honor to. It's not amount. It's percentage. It's always that, always that way. Why? Because it makes everybody equal. If all you have a dollar and you give 10 cents, you are given the same in the eyes of God as someone that has a million and gives a hundred thousand. It's the same in God's eyes. It's percentage. It's not the amount. And so when Paul says, he that soweth sparingly shall reap sparingly, he's not talking about the amount. He is saying that when you give of the amount that you have, don't peach some little piece off that you don't even feel it. You never even miss it. You don't even know it ever happened. You could do it a thousand times and you would never even know it was taking place. Paul said, you want to be blessed bountifully? You need to reach in there and get a hold of something that's going to hurt a little bit. Something that when you do this, you want to do this. The whole time you're going out, The inner man is saying, no, 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 no. You idiot. He said, you got to reach in there and you got to do it in a fashion. He said, if you want to you want to reach sparingly, you want God to throw dust on you, then give dust to him. He said, but if you want God to bless you bountifully, then give bountifully unto God. You got to give till it hurts. That's the reason why it's called a sacrifice. Something on the inside has got to happen. Listen, he went on to say, this is important. He went on to say, but you got to do it from the heart as you're purpose in your heart you can't do it grudgingly you can't walk up here next Sunday and and throw that throw that ten dollars is there a ten in there I'll just have to woo twenty you can't walk up to that auditorium basket and say bless God and throw that twenty dollars in there and walk off and say pastor pastor would Rob the last shot out of my back. God says, no, do us all a favor. Just keep it. God bless you. Go, go to McDonald's. Go do something else. Don't do that. He said, no, you got to purpose it in your heart. Listen, you got to get down on your knees before God. And you got to say, God, I'm asking you to tell me. I don't want to give foolishly. Watch, Pastor. I preached a few weeks ago, months or years. I don't know when it was. I preached on the guilt giver. God doesn't want guilt givers. He doesn't want you walking up and giving money because you feel guilty. It's not how this works. Guilt guilters don't get blessed of God. He wants you to uh, have a relationship with Him. Let God speak to your heart. That's why when we first took this building fund thing, I told you, don't give more than you can. Look at what you're already giving. Make sure you can give above that. I was, I was wanting everything to stay like it was. And, and then God would bless and it would grow. Listen, 
don't don't be foolish in your oaths. Don't 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 get all excited and say, God, I'm going to give an extra hundred dollars a week. You can't do that. You can't afford that. You know you can't. Don't be foolish. Get in prayer. Get on your knees. Pray and say, God, you put an amount on my heart, Lord. I don't trust my flesh. This is what I have. You know what's going on. God, you talk to me. You speak to me. Let's do this together, Lord. He said, purpose in your heart. So let him give, not grudgingly or a necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. He goes on to say, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Always having all sufficiency in all things that may abound to every good work. You hear the words of the Lord. He said you purpose in your heart. And you give what you purpose in your heart. And you do it out of love. And you do it because it's a desire of what you want to do. And he said I will make grace abound toward you. He said I will supply your needs with all sufficiency. He said I will cause you to abound in every good work. He said these things I will do for you. And I close. Paul sums up our giving in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 12. For the administration of this service not only supplies the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgiving to God. So what's it all about, Pastor? This, for the administration of this service, what service? Of giving. That's what he was been talking about, the sacrifice of giving. What's it about? It supplies the want of the saints. In our case, one of the wants is a building. But there are many other wants as well. And Paul says we give because this is the method God chose to bless you and me and to bless the church in general and to provide for all of the needs that take place in this auditorium. Let's stand and clap our hands to the Lord and give God praise. We love you, Lord. We praise you. We adore you. You are mighty, Father. But seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things. Everybody say things. Now in this case. Not every case. But in this case. He's talking about worldly things. And you read up above. God said don't seek the man of the world. The things of the world. Seek first my kingdom. Put it first. And God said I will give you all these other things. Now the beautiful thing about it is when God gives it, it's debt free. It's debt free. And it won't send you to hell. When we buy it, it's debt 
And it usually causes us to lose our soul or at least some of our consecration unto the Lord. But when he supplies all these things, he does it in such a way that it's just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful blessing. Now it's 1.30 and we have to tear down, right? Do we have to tear down? So just reach over and get your neighbor's hand or put your hand on their shoulder. And we're going to covenant before the Lord. Now, I, we're not going to covet that we're going to give a certain amount. I would never, ever do that to you. But we are going to covet with God that we are going to put his kingdom first. That's the covenant, the covenant that we make. That in everything we do, every decision, we think about the kingdom before we do it. It'll change our lives. And that we are going to be faithful in our tithing and in our offering. And if you want a good estimate, tithing is 10%. Your total offerings, according to the word of the Lord, should be another 5% when you study out God's word. So that means if you tithe $100 a week, then you can say I should give a minimum of another 50 and that would cover my missions, that would cover um, general offering, and these other things. It wouldn't cover your sanctuary offering because that was a separate sacrifice above everything else. But it could cover your auditorium offering if you would begin to do that. So, Father, I come to you right now. Lord, these are the most faithful, beautiful people in the world. They love you. They love your kingdom. I ask somehow, God, that you take this, you take this message and that you'll apply it to our hearts and that when we leave here today, we will truly leave with understanding and wisdom and knowledge that you will never leave or forsake us and that we can never outgive you in any way, any form, or fashion. And that according to your word, Lord, you will bless us. Help each of us become those who so bountifully, who give bountifully to the things of God. Because you will return to us bountifully. God, help us to believe in our heart that when we give, that when you give back, it's pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And that through the hands of men, you will fill our bosoms with the blessings of this earth. We cannot outgive you, Lord. Touch our hearts and our minds. Challenge us in our spirits. Oh, God. God, I pray that you bless this church. If there are men and women here without jobs, oh, God, give them jobs. Give them good jobs, good pay. 
those that have jobs, Lord, give them promotions, bonuses, pay raises. Help us to live within our means, God. Help us not to get in debt and be so overwhelmed with debt that we rob from you. That we would loose ourselves from the grip of this world so that we could bless the kingdom of God and the things of God and see the blessings of God continue to return into our life, our family, and those that we know and pray for. I ask your spirit to sweep across this congregation and know the heart of every man and every woman and let our giving be from the heart of cheer, of thankfulness. Forgive me, God, for every time I've ever given grudgingly. Forgive me, Lord, for every time I've given. And I felt like I shouldn't be the one having to do all of this. God, forgive us. Forgive us of our sin. Help us, Lord, to get a heart of cheer, a heart of joy. And giving to the kingdom of God. It is my prayer. That this church could be blessed. We ought to be in a building God. Help us to do this Lord. Help us to do this God. Help us to accomplish this goal Father. In the wonderful name. Of the Lord Jesus Christ. And everybody say amen. Amen. Love you.